that. I'm going to kick this video on real quick. And I might start and stop this video a couple different times. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, but most of this is just a conversation. You know, it's like the video is not even really there. Um, so I'll do a little intro, and then I've got good audio. I'll do a little intro, and then, uh, and then we'll get to it. But like I said, it's just conversational stuff. That's yeah. why it's so fun. So Yeah, I've enjoyed watching them. Cool. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the CrossFit Rife podcast, where we talk about the pursuit of health and happiness via CrossFit. And as you guys know, we just have awesome people in the CrossFit community with really cool, inspiring stories. And we've got yet another one. I don't think, uh, I don't think CrossFit gyms are in shortage of really cool people and cool stories. And uh, today we have Mr. Kerry Sawyer. And, uh, you know, I think he's got an incredible story. Uh, also started CrossFit a little bit later and uh, had some, I guess we could call them significant life events prior to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Um, so first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from? Kind of a little bit of your background. Uh, I'm from um, Portsmouth. P-Town, grew up okay. in Portsmouth, probably one of the local, fewer local people. That are yeah, there's not a lot of like born and raised like here. locals around here. Yeah, and um, you know, grew up around here, um, went to uh, Virginia Tech, and um, moved I know back you're here. a hardcore Hokies fan. We like fan. the Hokies, yeah, <laughs> and um, met my wife there, and she's she's a Kempsville girl, she's a Virginia Beach girl, so I met her there. And so you guys are both from here and then met at Virginia yeah. Tech? Okay. And she's lived here. She was a Navy kid. Her, her dad was a Naval Academy guy, but she moved here when she was probably seven. What year? She had never was been to Portsmouth. She had never been to Portsmouth. Well, I and, mean. And, um, <laughs> you know, it kind of hurt me. So. <laughs> what year was her dad a uh, Naval Academy guy? He graduated grad? in 55. So yeah. roughly, what is that? Roughly 50 years before I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a Golden Gloves boxing guy. So oh, okay. So he went back there to see Tech play them in 1996. Okay. He may have been there. Uh, no, I didn't get there until I graduated 2004. Okay. So it's first time we had, yeah, definitely not been there, but because they were married in the chapel the day you graduated, you know, yeah, that's that pretty stuff. standard. Yep. But we went back, you know, we went down into the um, there's a boxing gym there. It's like oh, a yeah. dungeon. Mm -hmm. And his name was on the wall because he was like Golden Club's champion. That's for, awesome. So we got to see some of that. But, Very um, cool. Yeah. So, um, and then we settled here, you know, um, and we've lived here and our whole life. We have two daughters. Two girls. Uh, how old? Oh, I know how uh, old Casey, Casey is. Casey, my youngest, is 24. Okay. She's also she's yeah, also been CrossFitting here. For, yeah. You guys started at the same time? Yeah, we started at the same time. We came together. Yep. And, um, and my oldest is 27, Nevin. She lives in um, Bethany Beach. Okay. Um, so, yeah. What about your um, – because I know you were, quite a, you were quite the runner before you started CrossFit. I, I and mean, you ran quite a bit. Yeah, I started running, I think. It's kind of like my journey to, to feel better. Yeah. You know, to fitness. When um, – I used to be active and stuff, and then I think something, when you, when you start having kids and working, it was just hard to keep doing that stuff, so I didn't do much, but I was like 40, um, 44, and I started running, Okay. and um, and I ran by myself for a couple years, and I found some people in the neighborhood, they let me run with them, and I say let me because they were like really runners. <laughs> <laughs> They're running marathons, and I, I you I, can tag I'd along. I chase them and I'd you run can around tag with along. them, and um, started running, running some. So I ran, probably um, I was doing some half marathons and stuff. So I got up to that point where I was doing twenty, twenty-five miles a week, and it was good. 
for me. Um, That's pretty I solid mileage. I always hurt, though. I always hurt him because I had to do that. Uh, plus, it was fun. We just had to group yeah. and we ran. But um, so did that. And then 2013. Real quick, about, about how long did you maintain that, mi- that weekly mileage? Oh, I did it from probably good from 2008 to 2013. Yeah, we were doing that. Man, I was, that I was is doing, a lot of miles. I was doing probably I was trying to do like four half marathons a year, and so to do that, I had to keep doing it because you kind of I needed to do that so I could finish thirteen miles. Yeah, a- and um, so and that's all I really did. So I didn't have anything anything else. So did you have, have you ever run anything farther than no. half marathon? No, no, no. Okay. I just did that. So I think I've done like I I have this. I don't want it's to. just it's just a thought, but for the most part, I feel like most people can do on almost no training. Could most people? It's not a blanket statement at all. I think most people could do a half. I think running a full marathon requires some targeted training, though. Uh, I mean, and for me, it was some targeted training to get me to that point where I could yeah. do that. But now I, I wouldn't even wouldn't even Wh- try it. Man, and, um, so that's that's really all I was doing. That was that was enough to work and everything. That's, yeah, I feel it's like five six hours a week whatever it would take me to do that, you know, five miles in an hour or something, whatever. So that was, Sounds about that's right. all I could yeah. squeeze out, you know, and so I wouldn't do anything else. Okay. Um, and when you said you were hurting, like what? Like just my knees, my knees, my, my, my legs, they always hurt. Uh, and it was just, I couldn't, I didn't want to take a bunch of ibuprofen and stuff because that's not, I don't think that's probably good for you. So it just always hurt. But I loved it because I felt good. The, the adrenaline, plus it's a lot like this place, mm-hmm. the community, that running community. It's really cool. Community is a big piece. I mean, it's, it's, it is. And, and when I was by myself running, that wasn't much fun, but I did it because I, I needed to. Then yeah. I met these people, neighborhood people, and then we started going to all the Tidewater Strider yep. events, like the summer series yep. out at the Botanical Gardens. That's cool. But, you know, you just get to meet people. And, There's a and that massive was running community in yeah. Hampton Roads. Oh, yeah. I mean, particularly Virginia Beach. Right. Uh, the, the running and the cycling communities are huge. Yeah. It seems like the cycling is, too. Yeah, yeah. There's like I think there's like a 50-mile course like down in the southern part of Virginia Beach, like through um, – what neighborhood is that? Is it back there or Lagomar? Oh, yeah. Yeah, towards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, towards Pungo, but, yeah, yeah, I think Lagomar back there. And we, I used to see – we used to live back there, and – we, I mean, there's bike riders oh, yeah. everywhere back there. Because yeah. you can ride a pretty good clip for a while back there without a ton of traffic, which yeah. is probably why they put it back there. But yeah, um, yeah, I think the I think the community aspect of both of those is very similar to CrossFit. Yeah. It's just a different it's just a different aspect yep. of fitness, and that's why you see those hordes of people running or cycling that's right. around. That's so, right. Um, yeah. So 2008 to 2013. Yeah, 2013, and then um, probably 2012. I wasn't able to finish runs. I was still doing all this stuff, but I was like, I couldn't finish them. I had to stop and start walking. And I was doing a few halves, and I just, my times kept dropping. I wasn't mm-hmm. fast. My fastest one was like 208. And I thought, I'm going to get to two. My next goal was to get to two. Never saw it. I think I hit 52, and it had something to do with that, because I hit 50, and like this, everything just kind of, <laughs> you know. But I, w- I, was, I couldn't finish runs. And yeah. so, I was, so it was 2013. I went to my doctor just for a checkup, and mm-hmm. I told him I told him that. He said, well, that didn't make sense. He said, and your numbers look good. You don't have any issues with anything. He said, let me do a stress test. So he did one, and they came back, and he said, well, you have you got an issue. So you go to the cardiologist, and he said, yeah, you got a blockage. So we got to go in and just fix it. You know, go in and do the cath, I think, is what it yep. was. So I said, okay. So um, – Went in and did that, and he got in there, 
And um, he said, oh, there's three. And he said, two, so I got to fix three. And um, so they go into your wrist, right, when they do that. And you, and you just, you're watching it, you're, you're awake. You're awake when they're doing that. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, I think it's supposed to be like an oil change or something, right? Yeah. You go in and, um, and he said, when I, when the minute he told me that, he said, my vessels just tightened up. He said, so he had to pull out. And then he'd go into my groin to do it. So he did that, but he could only finish. He, he did two that day. Mm-hmm. And it was one 290% and 180. And then he and had to go back a month later to do the other one. And so, so I was close on those 290s. And I, I didn't really feel bad other than when I told my doctor I was running and I just couldn't finish my runs. Yeah. And um, so that was weird. Like, if I hadn't been running, I would have never known. For those for too. those people that might not know what a ninety percent blockage is, do you, I mean, I don't know how much you know about that, but I mean, like, I, I don't know a whole lot other than it's close to a hundred, <laughs> and fact. it's not good. Yeah, yeah, fact. And it's not good. Uh, did your so did your doctor tell you anything about had they not caught those, what you would have been looking at? It would have been probably some kind of open heart thing, or maybe I would have had a heart attack. Because I don't think I had a heart attack, and there was no indication I did, but I was probably close, I guess. You know, so if I hadn't been running, it'd be, I would—I don't think I would have known. You would have known. I don't know that I would have known. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would have, but I don't know that I would have known. And because I didn't, my numbers, my cholesterol, total cholesterol was like 85. But my total? good cholesterol, my good cholesterol was 30. And that's not, and I'm not knowing that's that. That's really That's not low. good. Yeah. 30 is bad. 30, a 30 is not good when you're, for good cholesterol. It needs Correct. to be 40. And my doctor had noticed that over time, but he he said I just didn't see anything to it because you were you were doing you were doing other things to keep you, and so he said I wasn't really at risk for anything. And so that's that's a really interesting yeah. story for this reason, and I think a lot of because I think a lot of people look at just health markers and say, well, my numbers look good, and, or or what they're actually saying is they don't look bad. Right. Right. So my numbers don't look bad. So I must be fine. Uh, and this is very much the scenario that we frequently discuss at the level one course when we talk about the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. And the idea with that, with that model, which is in the, what is fitness lecture is that we have this continuum and it goes sick, well at the top and then fit on the other side. And we can plot any metric on there, whether it be a health marker, uh, but ideally we would have health and fitness markers on there. And we want to push as many of those markers towards fitness as possible. And we know that there's a problem, whether there's a health issue that we might be dealing with or that our training might not be what it should be if markers start moving in the wrong direction. So that's a perfect example of my health markers are, are fairly steady, but my fitness markers are moving in the wrong direction, right. and that's a red flag. Yeah. So I think that's – I think it, not enough people kind of pair those together. They, they look right. at them as separate, uh, as independent indicators right. of things going on. But collectively, when you put those together, well, if everything is going well over here, but I have these weird things happening over there, it's probably something I should look into. Yeah. Um, and that – I mean – if you look at it that way, thank God you were running. Yeah, I wouldn't have known. I know I wouldn't have known. And so you didn't feel any differently other than that, other than I just like – I couldn't finish a run. Yeah. I couldn't, I what, couldn't finish like a run. Like what time frame? Like how long did it take for that to kind of – About a year. Over it, about, it, over it about a, a year. It was a year when I far, started noticing – You know, first I'd, t- I'd have trouble getting to five miles really hard, having to walk and stuff. I said, when is, I'm just, I thought I was just getting lazy with it. I was getting tired of it because yeah. I was always in pain. And I thought I was just getting, getting lazy and wimping out and not wanting to do it anymore. That's yeah. what I kept telling myself the whole time. 
And then, then if I got past five miles, I could go ahead. And then I got to the point after the five, if I got, if I got to six or seven, then I, I'd have to, you know, maybe eight, I'd have to stop. So um, if I was going to a long, for a long run, it was just a long run. But just getting to five miles was, was hard. And it went on for about a year. So I waited that long Man. before I really asked you know, anybody about it, my doctor. And, so. and you were how old at this time? I was 52. 52. Um, I was 52 when that happened. I, I think 50, I remember you told me 50, that you were 52 when you 50, had the 52 procedure. 52 when I had it, yeah. 50, 51, almost 52. Almost 51, okay. Almost 52 when I had it, yeah. Okay. And so that was 2013. And then after that, I was really scared to try to do much. So I, I kept trying to run some and going to the rec center. And What's the stuff. doctor say about your continuing activity after that? Um, he was. He, he said he, he was happy with me trying to do whatever I wanted to do. He kept mm-hmm. telling me, don't run because it's, it's not good for you. And he said, he said, <laughs> which, play no, go- he which said, nobody listens to, by the way. Yeah, he says, don't, don't, he said, you don't need to be running anymore. Do something else. And, but he said, walk. He said, you don't need to do anything other than walk. And, yeah. you know, he, he, he has, hasn't been a real, he hasn't a, a real, he'd been pushing me to do anything yeah. other than that, just to, just to keep moving. Um, yeah, which I disagree so with. I, I mean, people too. just say, just walk. I'm like, well, too. you're going to have to do more than that on a daily basis. You have to walk two hours a day. Just to just to get, well, yeah. I don't know what it is, but you you got to walk a lot. A lot but so. I just feel like walking is like the bare minimum of yeah. being a human being, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so then I couldn't do much. I, mean, I tried, and I just um, were you scared? Uh, I, I was kind of scared at first, but then I started trying to do some stuff again and got at it. And then you know, Casey and I, Casey had graduated college, and she was living at home getting her master's. And mm-hmm. so we were talking one day about maybe trying to do something together, and. Um, I'm friends with Jason at Chick-fil-A. I've been going up there because I, I worked at Virginia Wesleyan forever, and then I'd go there in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he'd have been telling me about y'all for uh, – he was he may have been one of your first first you know clients Jason here. Jason has been here more than five years, yeah. and you've been here for – One and a half. One and a half. Yeah. yeah, so he was here for over three yeah, by so the time. Yeah, so he had been he, doing it three or four years, and he'd been telling me about the whole time. and. And, you know, finally one day I said. And he has a cool story, too. You yeah. Know, he has a lot, like a pretty significant weight loss and was a triathlete before that. Because uh, he, he, what happened, he just, he, he looked like he was always in really good shape. But mm-hmm. just really what happened to him over those few years, just looking at his body and what happened, how he looked and how he think he felt. He, would, he's always, always so he would always text me and he'd be like, hey, I have to, I, I'm going to send you the bill for these pants that I keep having to get <laughs> adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think in, in that business he's in, it's probably tough and. He was always just in, good, in a good mood, happy, and, and so I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this. And, and so Casey and I talked about it, and we said, let's do this together. So that's why we put in a call to you all. I think she emailed Jessica, and we, so we came in and I think so. had a little sit-down with you and Cassidy. And, um, yeah, so it, it, that's how we got here. So I'm, I'm always curious, when you guys sat down and, together and talked about doing CrossFit, like how did that conversation go? It was just um, – Something that I thought, you know, we, we both thought we like doing stuff like that together, and um, we thought it'd be fun. She had some, she had some spare time. All she was doing was studying. Mm-hmm. But I, I told her, I, you know, during that process, I said, you need to be thinking about getting some habits together. I said, I really didn't establish them when I was your age. Get, get, get a habit that you can follow and stick to. I said, because I'm, I'm coming to this stuff later because I just I couldn't. I, just, I wasn't disciplined, disciplined enough to keep up with it when we were, I was, we were raising the family, and I yeah. should have. If you get into this habit now of something, it could be running, it could be maybe it is CrossFit. I don't even know what it, CrossFit is. I just know it's it's a lot something. of stuff that I probably can't do, and that um, it'll be challenging. Um, but let's just go talk to somebody. I said Jason uh, Chick Fil A has been so positive about it. Let's go see. And so that's how we kind of picked this. Um, were were endeavor. you? 
the reason I'm asking these questions because I think a lot of people probably fall in that same boat where they, they have they maybe not had some sort of health scare like that, but they have reservations yeah. about it and oh, they're yeah. not really sure because they have that same thought, which is, I don't know if I can do these things. Is that something that you were really hesitant about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just that introductory thing where you were, we just had the PVC pipe and we were stretching. What we, I think all we did was stretch and, and maybe do air squats that night or something. Mm-hmm. But it was about an hour and I couldn't move for probably a week after that. And it was just, it was, that was scary. And Jason felt the same way. But I said, we're going to go back. Let's go back. And kept coming back. And each, it's, I'm scared to death every time before I do any of these classes. I come in and said, I cannot, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, and then I'm, I'm halfway almost, through it. And then I love it. And I always love it. But I said, okay, I can, I can get through this. Oh, I, that, and, that feeling will probably not ever and, subside. And I'm doing this 10 years it, and I still get, I still get super it, nervous for a workout. So that hadn't changed, but, um, you know, I've been probably since last summer. I've been coming five days a week. Oh and yeah, I'm not sore at all anymore. I'm never sore. I don't hurt. So if I do CrossFit five times, that's five hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not running 20, 25 miles a week, and no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dying. So this is so much better. Everything else is getting a workout. Plus, everybody's so cool here and nice and great. He had the community. Um, that's why it's just so great. And and you're working everything out, and I don't hurt. And I remember you told us um, one of those first meetings. You said you want it to be hard, but you never want us to leave that day thinking I'm not going to go back. And I've never, I've never left here thinking that, not not once. No matter how hard it was to do, um, and I've never dreaded coming. So I mean, you're doing it the right way. That's I mean, awesome. So that, that's definitely that's something. I wish I could say I've known better before when we first started, but we've morphed over time and I've gotten better and more educated about this. And I think one of the things that we've changed our mindset on very much so here is real, I mean like really slow rolling people into the process because CrossFit is like anything else. I mean, if you dose people up too much too soon, it's basically a recipe for disaster. Uh, yeah. because CrossFit is, is intense and people don't know what they don't know. So that most people are going into it blind. So our job is to make sure that they understand that there's no rush. And I, and I'm glad you remember that. And that, that makes me super happy because that's one of the things that we oh, emphasize now, it. which is, Hey, I don't, I don't for a long time. I probably don't want you to leave that day thinking, man, or, or, or the other way, actually, I want you to leave for the first couple of months thinking, I probably could have done more. Yeah, and, and I do. I do think that just about every time. And that's great because we, yeah. we have time. We can start right. ramping that up, and there's an appropriate yeah. time to add weight. And I think yeah. that's, uh, that's really cool that you – some people – not everybody listens to us when we tell them that. That stuck with me because it, it really is true. And what, the way you guys manage this is really um, good. Yeah, it's really good. So. so talk to me a little bit about – you know, so, you know, you do the intro and I don't even remember what it was at that point. We, we've changed it. I mean, we change it all the time to try to make it better, but, um, it's, I know it's different now. We do it a little bit more one-on-one and almost a lot of people come in doing personal training at this point, uh, because we just think it's a better introduction. But when you're getting into the classes, you know, what, talk to me a little bit about like what that is for an athlete. So how old are you now? 56. 56. So talk to me a little bit about, like, as an athlete, when you come in, you know, what does that look like? Because I think everybody sees 
ESPN or CBS now because that's where the games are. And they think, well, I can't do CrossFit because I, I can't do that, which is the equivalent of there was a really interesting article on the on the, it was either the journal or maybe um, one of the other blogs talking about. That's the same concept as saying, hey, I, I can't go for a jog because I watched a marathon on TV on the Olympics. Right. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like what that looks like for you on a daily basis and scaling and stuff like yeah. that. So when I first started all the, you know, talked about the things, how you really wanted us to do this stuff, I really thought, okay, I really probably can't keep doing this because I'll never be able to probably do those things. And my, my, my attitude changed on it very, very quickly that, that I just felt like whatever, whatever method you guys can scale these exercises for for me to even do some of mm-hmm. is better than I was doing before or, or by not coming at all. And so I look at that every time now. I, so I'm not, I may not be able to – I still can't do an overhead squat because I can't get my arms back far enough, but I'll do whatever else I can to, to simulate it that you mm-hmm. all recommend. And um, I feel good about myself when I leave, and I feel like I've got something out of it. And you know, maybe, I mean, one day, maybe one day these things will, will happen for me. Probably not just because of my age and, and limitations that I have, but um, that's okay. I'm okay with that if you all are. And um, I was, I, I Angelo think, and I were talking the other day. Now he's the old guy now. I think in the gym. Is he? The, is he now the old? I, I guy? may not have been the old guy, but I, <laughs> I may have been. But we were laying. Did An, does Angelo now have the crown? We were laying on the floor the, the other day uh-huh. uh, after a workout um, in our puddle of sweat, talking. And he said, "So how old are you?" And I said, "I'm 56." He said, uh, "I'm 59." I said, "Now you're the old. You're guy the old guy." The now. <laughs> but we were talking about that, and he just said, "You know what I love about it? The sweating." It's hard. I mean, it's just great. You just feel so good. And that's – if I get nothing else out of it, if I don't get anybody's way, don't hurt, you, hurt, don't, don't hurt your program. If I'm sweating hard every day and, and getting a little better, stronger, do something better, that's, that's why I'm here. So it just uh, makes me feel good. I think that's cool. And I think something that everybody should realize is we, we do want people to do things like overhead squat. But we also understand that not everybody's going to get to that point. However, if we can get them moving towards that, then that's the right answer. Yeah. Because if we can improve range of motion, flexibility, you know, overall strength, overall, overall cardiorespiratory endurance, like we're improving your overall fitness yeah. with, with the mindset of like it doesn't – we don't necessarily have to get to the peak of the mountain. As long as we're moving towards the peak of the mountain – that's really all that yep. matters. And, yep. and we'll probably get incremental changes. And maybe we'll overhead squat. Maybe we won't. All I do know is that we'll never get close if we don't try. Yeah. No. You know, and, and trying is, you know, the, the key is to do it safely and start with a PVC pipe like mm-hmm. we do every day in class. Yeah. And then slowly kind of adding some weight. And there's a lot of ways to substitute that, whether it's a front squat or a kettlebell yeah. squat, stuff That's like that. Been, so let me do that. So it's good. Um, because, it's been good. yeah, I mean, you know, I would. I would agree, like, probably your biggest, it, you know, from my standpoint as, as the coach evaluating an athlete, like, your your biggest hurdle is the flexibility, which yeah. is a lot of people, like, you know, overhead position struggles, yeah. but we work around that every single day, yeah. and it's better than it was. It still makes a difference. Whatever we're doing, is make, it's making a difference for me. Yeah. Can, can you tell in your, like, everyday life, can you tell the, the difference, like, outside oh, of the gym? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, l- largely you sit behind a desk, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a plug for the food bank of Southeastern Virginia. Uh, there you we, go. We do yep. a lot of good work um, yep. to help to helping to eliminate hunger, and I work there. And so, um, um, 
help us out if you can. Uh, yep. Yeah, everybody. So, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm in accounting and, and stuff like that. So I'm at a, I'm at a desk all day. I've been at a desk forever. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that probably has impacted some of my, my hamstring issues and stuff. And, and just, being, just everything's tight. Um, do you have a sitting desk? I do. I probably, have you, have you, have you tried a standing? I haven't, and I probably should. Yeah. People, I, people are doing that now. My Jess moved to one several years ago at her work. I still do quite a bit of work at the computer. I was going to get one, and then my chair broke in the office at the house, and I just never got a new chair. Yeah. And at first, it's it it takes about no, it's a good idea. It takes about two weeks to get adjusted to standing. Yeah. And after that, I don't even notice anymore. Yeah. Like this morning, I worked on the computer. I was jamming out a bunch of stuff for like five hours, I standing bet. the entire time. Yeah. And it does not bother me at yeah. all anymore. Yeah. Um, I know a guy that I did that, and he lost like 15 pounds. Oh, Didn't yeah. change anything other than yeah. going to a standing desk. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I um, probably should try that. Yeah. What I would recommend is uh, having like a little, like a, a step or something, mm-hmm. uh, like they do at the bar when they have the rail at the bottom, that have something that you can shift your stance a little bit. That's what mm-hmm. I would recommend. That's that's the thing that will allow you to stand longer without being uncomfortable, just being able to kind of shift your weight back if and forth. I did forth. that, though, I wouldn't have anywhere to go to sleep under the bit, under the desk. That's fair, too. <laughs> Like George Costanza. <laughs> Remember that episode? Oh, yeah. Like, so I got I that. I got a little alarm clock down there. Yeah. I couldn't where do that Where anymore. am I supposed to sleep? <laughs> uh, yeah, try standing desk. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not definitely not going to hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but outside of outs- – but where else have you noticed those results um, as far as um, – Just um, when I, waking up, waking up in the middle of the night sometime, you just – I feel different. I feel like I'm burning calories, you know, like when I'm sleeping. I feel I just feel like it. Um, just just walking around, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll you'll realize, man, these clothes feel better. It's it's about every day I feel something. I just just like a moment that says, man, I'm glad I'm doing this. And it's not I'm not even trying to think about it. It just comes to me that, you know, um, you know, um, or you know, I saw your podcast with Mary Lou about everyday things you get to do out when you're in the community Mm -hmm. and yeah that probably does happen you feel like you feel more prone to be able to do something to help somebody or 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 whatever if they need it and so yeah it's 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 all the time really that's good uh some people have you noticed anything with your sleep at all it's oh it's better it's much better um so i I know i I do not sleep well on days that i do not work out yeah oh yeah like i don't i I sleep horribly actually yeah Um, um that um, ten thousand meter row we did, I mean, I probably had the best sleep that <laughs> night. I mean, that was probably just was knowing crazy. that you didn't have to do it again. You it know? was crazy how, how 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 good I slept, and um, yeah, it does. It just, it just makes your life years happier. I think you're in a better I think mood. So. Um, There's I a think lot of science behind the endorphins and the emotional response behind exercise. Yeah. Uh, there's also a ton of stuff. There's a lot more research coming out around depression linked to lack of uh of lack of just general activity you know and that's one of the first things that a lot of people are starting to do now is is when you're you're evaluating people that are dealing with you know varying states of depression and adrian talked about that on the podcast as well one of the first things they'll tell them to start doing now is just start moving any sort of movement yeah and that will drastically improve uh, a lot of the things they're dealing with it's definitely not an end-all be-all like there's definitely some chemical things going on there but it I can think of very few scenarios where moving more is not beneficial. 
Mm-hmm. Like I just can't think yep. of any. It's not all just physical. It's mental. It's mental. You got your um, your sweat equity, but you got your mental equity. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, the mental equity is probably just as important. Because I think I'm, I'm probably a better person to be around, you know, probably than I, than I probably was. Just because you, you just you're happier and you're you're yeah, it's just you just feel better. I say the mental equity to me is huge. I think it's probably why I come here more than anything. I. I Coach Glassman even talked about this in an interview, and he's talking about the games where, you know, you would think, like, if you go to an, a large event where there's lots of CrossFitters, there's lots of just really freakishly fit people, everybody's nice. Yep. And that's 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 that's, that's very rare here. scenario. And I think it's because just – It's crazy. They, everybody feels good. I've never heard anybody ever here say anything. I mean, everybody's just – yeah, it's just, just a positive crowd, and I just – I'm very thankful to be here. So, well, we like having you. So yeah. Please don't ever leave. Very thankful. To <laughs> the be uh, here, so. uh, how long? Because this is a sliding scale too. How long before you started to feel comfortable coming into the classes? Where I know there's a lot of anxiety when you first start because the you don't understand the the names probably, of things and yeah, there's a six months. Probably okay. took me that long. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I know. Because there's just a lot. We do a lot of things, right? So it's a, it's a lot of information to try to digest when you first start. Uh, and we try not to lay too much on people, which is why we don't do a ton of stuff, you know, multiple workouts in one class just because there's so much stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I know there's I know a lot of people that that is actually one of the biggest fears when I talk to people is I, I don't know what that stuff is. And that's not our yeah. expectation that they would know what it is anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I heard a lot of the stuff, but I didn't know what it was. And some of the stuff. We still do some things new. That, like we did that thing a couple weeks ago where we were in the plank and we had to have a kettlebell and drag it between our legs. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, part of the warm-up, yeah. What the heck was that? Uh-huh. I mean, I never saw anybody do that, and that was interesting. And you had to pull it the other way. Yep. I mean, yeah. So, so what Carrie's describing is if you were down on all fours, uh, like hands and feet, and basically you put a dumbbell underneath your hips – directly on the floor what you're going to do is crawl on your hands and feet but you're moving the kettlebell every time and you're just kind of dragging it on the floor in front of you it's just a warm-up drill that i that i saw i don't even remember where i saw that but i stole it i was like just a great drill to just kind of like get your body moving and thinking that's like that's that was something i hadn't seen and that's i've been going a year and a half and i said wow so there's gonna be more stuff like this that you are gonna throw out oh yeah i've never done i know i'm always i have this like nightmare that as a coach you're always trying to trying to kill monotony because you know training can be monotonous so it's always trying to find different ways to mix it up learn new things test different skills in the warm-up without making it a workout Um, but then trying to put more things in the workout that are a little bit more taxing as far as neurologically meaning like they just require a little bit more hand-eye coordination because that's one of the things that we all stop doing the day we stop playing sports. So how do we slowly start adding those things back in in the warm-up or in a workout so that we can regain some of those skills? Because I don't want to lose my hand-eye coordination, but I'm not playing basketball anymore. So how do I try to maintain that as long as possible? So we're always trying yeah. to get creative with that stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I want to talk about, I think it was last Saturday. We did that partner workout, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We had a partner workout. And I and I had the exact same thought because as in very in very weird for uh, fashion I was home two weekends in a row because I'm never home two weekends in a row. Um, and I saw you out there. You were doing I think you're doing like farmers carries the weekend before. 
Yeah. And then we had something very similar. We were doing like buddy carries the weekend after that. Yeah. Uh, we've just found a lot of value in carrying and do a lot of different yeah. variations of carries all the time. But you were running down the parking lot, running past me, and you were definitely running faster than I was. And I thought to myself, I just, I, rem- I specifically remember thinking, I was like, Carrie is getting fit. Yeah. Not just, not just he's fitter than he was. My thought was, Carrie's fit. Yeah. Like he, he's running fast right now and doing a lot of work. Yeah, I feel like and I, I don't, am. and I yeah. don't know if you, and I've, and I've really noticed this over the past like two months probably. I feel like you, whatever, I think you kind of like gone over a little, a little, a little, Going up one level, yeah. if you will. Yeah. I and I I've, like I've noticed because now what I can tell is the intensity has started to ratchet up. And I think it's really cool to see. Well, thank you. I, I do too. It's because of you all. And thank I've, you. Can you, have you. Did you notice that over time or just one day you're just like, hey, so, I, I can, I can turn it, this up a little bit? And you probably hear, hear this a lot, but it probably um, – I feel like I go quite a bit and I, I feel like I'm going backwards. I feel like I'm not making any progress. Mm-hmm. And then one time we're here and you feel like, no, I, I feel like I feel different today. And then it stays that way for a while. And then you might stay that way for a while and, st- and then feel like you're going backwards. Um, and then you, you get, get that burst. So, yeah, I, I like coming on Sundays. I, get to do, I come on Sundays and do some stuff. That's helped me a lot. Yeah. And then I try to come on Saturdays too. But so Saturdays are do, fun. Trying to do as much as, as I can. But, yeah, I feel like. I feel like I've, I've at least moved up over a berm there, and maybe I'm. I mean, I've definitely maybe noticed. I'm never going higher, but I feel like. No, yeah, I think you'll I go higher. I do I, feel like I've, I've, I've progressed. I think, regardless of where you're at in that journey, you know, whether you're 18 months in, whether you started younger, whether you started older, whether you're 10 years in, there, there's always these like what feel like sticky spots where you're not necessarily moving at this really steep trajectory. It's it's a much lower trajectory. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're working on so many things simultaneously. You know, we're working on strength, we're working on gymnastics, we're working on cardiorespiratory endurance, and and we're only really looking to get really small incremental changes in those, But because we're trying to do them all at the same time. You know, if we were just going to try to get strong, we would see much more rapid improvement right. in just that particular mm-hmm. area. But when I'm trying to do all three at the same time, because that's what we're trying to prepare everybody for, that can be mentally taxing to deal with. You'd be like, well, yeah. I'm putting in all this work, but I'm not getting any better. When yeah. we are, you yeah. know, we just kind of have to break through that barrier yeah. just to get a little bit better. Somehow there's a point, there's a realization during the process and you feel like, yeah, I'm getting better. Sometimes it takes a while, but I don't know how that works and what, what the dynamics are, but it does happen. And I think the other lot. thing is, is perspective. You know, a lot of us think, well, we're not, get, we're not any better, but if we just rewind the clock six months to a year, yeah. I mean, it's it's dramatic. Yeah. You know, it's we just but when you're training regularly like you are every day, it's hard to notice that because you're in there every day. Yeah. You know, but if you were to just magically take a 6-month break and come back and yeah. do what you, you do it. today, yeah. you you would be like, yeah. "Oh my god, what's I, happening?" I can't do this. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. So what so I'm interested on 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 your take on this. What Why do you think some people don't start CrossFit that at an older age. Um, so I, I literally don't know. I, the, I don't know. I've asked so many people to come, and they come for a class. And a lot of it was the folks that I was running with. Mm-hmm. They, they've come. And um, and these are people that 
or, or have means. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they look at that price tag for some reason, they say, why would I do that? And they never said that to me, but I'm trying to figure out why I can't get them to come back. I've had one person that's come back mm-hmm. that I've tried to get to come back. Um, so either you've got to have the want to, you've got to have a reason in your mm-hmm. head. But, but I tell them, don't look at that price tag because that's like a health insurance premium to me. That's how I'm looking at it. It's a health insurance premium to keep me out of the hospital. So whatever it is a month it is, um, I never could have envisioned paying that much for, to go to a gym because I knew if I did it, I wouldn't go because I'd be by myself. But if, so if that is a hurdle for people, they shouldn't think of it that way. They should look at it as an investment in their health. And they're going to make you work when you get there. So if you're worried about just I won't go and I won't take advantage of it, I don't know if that's the biggest reason people have. I, I mean, I definitely – You know, I, I, I hope it's not, but – I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah. I definitely – you know, CrossFit's not necessarily cheap compared to purchasing a standard One Life membership, obviously. Yeah, those right. are really low barriers. But it's barrier. not the same It's animal. not the same. And, and people – so they just have to – you have to just really have to want to make a change. And if you don't, then it's like anything else, I guess. So I don't know what it is that – what it would take to just get pe- more people to do this because I talk to a lot of people about it mm-hmm. and um, most of them let's say they'd be scared to try it you know because they, they might get hurt I can't or I couldn't do it and I said no you can do it they'll make it so you can do it that and, that was and, one of the reasons we started to institute the bring a friend week yeah because you know somebody coming in for one class I didn't think was appropriate yeah you know or or you know or yeah. really beneficial for them yeah. so we do bring a friend week once a quarter yeah and I was actually talking to Jason Barnes, and I'm toying around with the idea of doing Bring a Friend Month in February of next year. That might be. Because. That might be what you need to get Because I just think that it's, back. We ha- you have to lead, need a little bit more time to maybe show value, you know. Yeah, because the value's there, and, and um, but I think you just got to have maybe, not, not that it has to be a life event, but it's got to be something that's going to make you say, either like, like most of these folks probably have always worked out a mm-hmm. lot on their own, so it was easy for them. So maybe that's half your crowd. Yeah. But there's that crowd like me that's tried, and I just can't go by myself and do it and stay at the gym for an hour. You just Is it because you don't know what to do or because you just don't like the the, the solidarity? I didn't know what to do as much yeah. because I didn't know what to do. Now I know a little more that I can go do it. But I still like the um, – I just like the crowd that's here. And I like even – even sometimes I see people I know here, sometimes I don't, but it's just being with other people. And the coaches are so helpful. Um, that's really the drawing card for me. I, I, mean, if, I wouldn't go to a personal trainer. I just don't think I would do it. I yeah. don't have – first place, it looks too hard. I've seen what Nicole – it looks like <laughs> it looks like it's harder than our workouts because <laughs> you, you don't get a break. Yeah, the coaches – It doesn't look like the, they rest. You're the only person there the coach has to watch, which they is they're like just like, they keep going. Rest you guys at least let us rest or we can get lost in the minutia. You don't notice <laughs> it. I'm dogging it. But um, so, I, yeah um, – it's interesting that you say about the community and uh, a story for – so, uh, I don't know, Blake – you weren't here when Blake was here. So, Blake Marston, who was a member here for four, almost five years, uh, he was a team guy. He was killed in a parachute accident in 2015, and that's his little thing over there. But he was like, the Marston is the hero workout that I wrote mm-hmm. for that. He was in here religiously, and he said the same thing. Because one day I asked him, and I said, hey, man – you have access to like really nice facilities over there. Like, you know what you're doing. Why do you come in here? 
And he told me straight up, he just said, just really like the people in here, man. Yep. I just love being here. Yes. And I thought that was really cool. And I think that conversation and then starting to talk to more and more people, I realized like how big a part of the entire equation the community piece is. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, it it is arguably the biggest part of the whole thing. It's big. You know. It's big. I mean if, if the way y'all do it is big. I've never been anywhere else and I don't know how anybody else does it, but the way you all do it, you do it right. And I think I, I like to classify most of what we do as I, I feel that we're way better than most, but not as good as some. So I think I feel like we're at the top edge of, of or at least we're trying to be at the top edge of the things that we do. So, but I feel like we're better than most. You know, I think we're way better than most and, and far worse than some is where I would categorize, categorize what we do. Yeah. Um, and, and we're trying to do that in every aspect of the business. So, uh, but the community piece, it's, I don't think it's as easy as people think. No, it's not easy. I mean, it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy when the community is small, as the community grows, it become, it has, at least in my experience, it, 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 it needs to be a very intentional part of what you're doing yeah. every day. You know, we, cause there's, there's lots of things that we do in here that are not by accident. Uh, and they're very much centered around community. So I don't, I don't think people realize that. It's not, it's not, a, it's not an accident. It's not a mistake. Look at, going back to Jason, look what Jason does at Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah. And you go to another fast food restaurant. Why don't they all do that? I don't know. Cause they, cause not everybody can do it. And the same with you guys, y'all are doing something special that not everybody can do. And, um, it's a tremendous thing. So. I, actually, I do know why it's hard. It's hard. It I takes mean, it's more hard. work. It's hard. It's hard. There's no question. It and takes more work. Just, and I think that's why people don't do it. People, you know, it takes more attention to detail. It, right. it takes more time. It takes, you know, you have to care more. And I, that's yeah. why people don't do it because right. it, it is hard. It is not easy. And, and the larger the community gets, the harder it gets to oh. foster community. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. If you would ask anybody who runs, you know, you see this in churches all the time. You know, when, as a church is really small, there's community. But then you, yeah. can, you can lose that as, yeah. as that congregation grows if you don't tend to it. Yeah. Uh, and that... And we've done it really well at times, and we've done it really poorly at times, and and we're always trying to refine it. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going through some processes now of of really trying to potentially have somebody on the team whose sole job in life is to interact with the with the current members on multiple different levels mm -hmm. for 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 a multitude of things. Yeah, because I just think it's important. Yeah. Um, but the community piece is super important. Yeah, it is. It is uh, big to me. Cool. Um, very cool. Uh, I've got a couple questions here, and then you can ask me anything you want. Um, if there was anything you would do differently when you came into CrossFit, what would it be? Um, probably take more – Take more. Well, I don't want to get hurt. That's, that's, that's probably the first thing I think about. Every, I don't want to get hurt, but probably take more – more risk with this stuff, maybe try to do more, push myself. That's funny. Do more. Because whenever I leave, I always feel like I could have – I'm always trying to finish within the times y'all prescribed that you mm -hmm. want us to finish. So if I, to, if I have to leave something out to do it, I do it. But I pro feel like sometimes I maybe cheat myself if I, if I would try to do a little more. Maybe it took me a little longer because I don't like finishing last every time. Nobody does. And I, and I do – I will every time. Um, if if I don't like um, scale it some more, scale it. it. So I, and so, I, if I, I probably should 
try, yeah. try something a little bit more different. Probably what I would have done every time. Probably be in a better place now. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think you're in a pretty good spot. So my recommendation on that would be pick and choose those times when you do it. It doesn't have to be every day. We don't have to treat every, every training day like game day. So uh, I think a lot of people go through that when they're like, should I start to push the envelope a little bit? I think if you choose your battles there and I think if you choose them intelligently or you have the coaches help you choose, I think you can get a, a lot of benefit from from doing that because yeah. that is what we're trying to do. You know, the minute we yeah. start to get comfortable, we're probably not advancing anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's what I've got to caution myself, not okay. getting too comfortable. And that's how I think I make make progressions. If I, if I step out of the box a little bit more, then I probably am seeing the improvement that I probably otherwise wouldn't see. So I need to do that. Okay. I like it. The other one is – what would be? What do you think would be? And you and you can be critical of us too. What would? What could we have done better, or what could a CrossFit gym do better, or optimal, to enhance somebody's experience when they come in the gym for a first timer? I, like I said, I, I don't have anything to compare it to, and I don't know how y'all could be any better. And that's probably not what you want to hear, but I just don't know how this could be improved. Other, I okay. mean, I mean. You have well, great coaches, it. and you have great coaches, and and every one of them, you know, they bring something to the table. Um, Nicole thinks she's funny, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, otherwise she's awesome. <laughs> she is. She's got the most most enthusiasm of anybody. I mean, she's like no, she's style. happy. She she and brings a lot of of good you know, vibes to the table. I really love that kid, and um, so. It's probably because she's a hokey, else. though. I think that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like her if she was a Wahoo, too, I think. So, um, yeah, so I, I just can't say enough about you guys. So, okay. You know. uh, last one. Um, are you? Is there anything you're reading right now that you think is interesting or you find interesting? Uh, do you read? I don't read that much. Okay. I, wish I, I wish I could. I just, I, is that because you look at numbers all day? I don't day? make a time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah, – so I, I get don't, it. Um, um, I don't. I wish I, I wish I did, but I don't. I used I'm to. I'm just always I used to read a lot of fiction. Okay. Um, What's your favorite uh, fiction? Like, uh, um, I used to love um, all the Stephen King stuff. Okay. John Grisham, and I I like reading like the classic stuff. Um, you know, um, Frankenstein. Okay. I don't know if you've ever read that. I have not. That is an awesome book. Really. And it's so much different than from the movie. You ought to read I'm it. I'm sure. And it's awesome. And you can you can read it. You can understand it. Whoever yeah. wrote it is it's it's. So I like reading some of the classic stuff. Um, okay. When I when I when I can, um, but I, I, I should read more. Do you listen to podcasts? Stuff. Um, well, you're not, gonna listen to this much. one now. Not much. I'm gonna <laughs> listen to this one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna listen to this one. Okay. And um, probably the only thing I uh, I love Bob Seger. And my wife thinks I'm. Everybody thinks I'm insane because I'm a big Bob Seger fan. I grew up with him, and I mean, so that's probably she would tell you that's the only thing I really care about, other than CrossFit, Bob Seger, other than CrossFit. I mean, that's a pretty good combination. Other though. than CrossFit, <laughs> <I love laughs> so it. she would probably say that. Like Casey and Nevin would say that, um, but I should I should read more. I just don't find the time. I'm to, just always. I mean, do I don't. It. It's neither here nor there. I just I'm always curious because I'm. That's those are selfish questions for me because I'm always like trying to steal yeah. ideas off of people. I wish so. I wish I did. Um, um, yeah. So. Okay. The. So I give everybody the opportunity. Uh, you can ask me any question you want yep. about the gym, about me, about anything. What Is there anything we, you're curious about? What can about? we do to make it better here for you? Oh, the, the members. The, the members. What can we do to? I the, to I have only or? I have only really ever asked uh, one thing of the members, and and 
they give it to us in spades, and that's just be nice to pe new people when they come in the gym. Yeah. I, I think I think I even did a jerk block talk video on it. Like the, I think that is the one thing is I is I think you can have that ask as long as you're treating your members well, mm -hmm. because I think the going back to what we were talking about earlier, the community is that piece that really sells CrossFit. You know, the yep. the like mindedness and the the accountability piece. And because unfortunately, I've been into some gyms that are not super friendly, and it's for me, it's a big time bummer, because I know yep. what CrossFit has to offer. I know how amazing it is, and I know that there's some people in that crowd, in those gyms that have amazing stories to tell, and I think it's sad that that's not happening, and I think it's sad when when somebody walks into a gym and they're not welcomed with open arms. So. That's my only ask of everybody yeah. in the gym is we'll just, you know, be nice, that. you know. We'll keep trying to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I, yeah. I, I genuinely appreciate it, and it makes me super happy when I see There's nothing that makes me happier than when maybe somebody walks into one of the lobbies and is just, you know, doesn't really know where to go, mm -hmm. and one of the members grabs them, introduces themselves, and walks out with them and hands them to a coach. I am incredibly proud yeah. of that. But going back to what we were talking to about earlier, I, that's, it's not by accident. So yeah. we, we spent a lot of time trying to lead by example. And I think it took a long time before the community caught on. But now the community is kind of, how do I, what would be the word for this? It kind of self-regulates. You know, when everybody's nice, it just feels right to be nice. And uh, I, I'm super proud of the vibe that we have here. So, yeah, yeah that's it. You know, you got a great, you know, great and, coaches, uh, Cassidy. And then Jay, bring your friends Bob, on, bring a friend week. So. Everybody. So, the last question um, could you, did you used to be able to dunk at six foot? Man, so I'm technically 5'11, six foot in the program. <laughs> uh, I, I have dunked on probably maybe 10 occasions. That's pretty cool. At, yeah. yeah, I was pretty proud of it. So a couple of them were on alley-oops, and then uh, a couple of them were just, you know, dribbling uh, on my own. Yeah. Never in a game, yeah. unfortunately. That would have been – I would have just quit right there. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, back in the day, I used to be able to stand directly underneath the rim, flat-footed, uh, and grab the rim with two hands. Uh, just barely, but That's I'd be able impressive. to grab the rim with two yeah. hands. So. I have lost a lot of those hops these yeah. days. Uh, I've, yeah. It's actually something I've been thinking about quite a bit lately is, is trying to get back into more jumping. Yeah. I, I think jumping is one of the most athletic things that a human being could do. Yeah. And I've probably lost a, a, a great deal of my ability to jump. Oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Uh, so. Now, when you get the chance, are you going to coach um, um, Logan in basketball? Like in, in rec league or something? I... If you have time, I don't know. I would love to. I will probably take my dad's lead on that. So, for those of you who don't know, I play college basketball. My dad is a Hall of Fame high school basketball coach in Louisiana, and he did not coach me until high school. Okay. He yeah. actually refused, which I think was a good thing. However, he did always make sure he yeah. did always vet the coaches that I played for. So yeah. I always had fantastic coaches who yeah. who were who knew the game regardless of what sport it was yeah. uh, like all of my coaches had extensive background either as players or as coaches yeah. uh, and I'll probably do the same thing I don't know that I want to to fill that role yeah. for her I don't think that that is my role uh, I would just like to guide her along the way and be a cheerleader if she and, wants to and play just make like sure the she little enjoys leagues, it. I like Casey started playing in third grade and so I, I 
nobody else wanted to coach, so I was able to coach her. And I, I used to play basketball just recreationally, but I didn't know, I yeah. didn't know how to teach it or coach it. I mean, when you get to that point where they have to show them how to beat the press, you're going to nail it because I had no idea how yeah, to do that. Yeah. That well, was the hardest thing to teach somebody how I, to do that. So give it a shot and just have basics. fun with it. There's some basics. There are basics there's some easy. basics there. It's there's, easy if you, if you know how to teach What it, I do know is X's and O's. <laughs> I, I, I do, however, question my ability to not take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's probably what scares me the most is the yeah. ability to not – yeah, you know, you know, they're kids, yeah. you know, and that's, and I think that was probably if I was going to give my parents and and very much my dad a huge props for my younger years of athletics, they never pushed really hard. The only thing they ever yeah. demanded was a hundred percent effort. Yeah. But if I wanted to switch back and forth between sports, they were never pushing me in one direction. Yeah. They never. That's great advice. They never try kind to of do overdid it with your kids. So try to do that because that's good. That doesn't happen now much. So no, and that, it's disappointing. Do I think a lot of people are pushing their kids into one sport yeah. way too soon, uh, and only one yeah, sport. And, and the those kids, from an overall athletic standpoint, are losing the benefit of developing other skills and other sports because those those skills have crossover yeah. from one sport to the next. You know, like lacrosse is very similar to basketball in a lot of ways that most people don't understand yeah. there's skills in football that carry over to, to, to basketball uh, and, and baseball alike. So uh, that she will play multiple sports if in fact she wants to yeah, play sports. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I was kind of a dork growing up I, you know, I was a GI Joe kid and like just wanted to play cops and robbers until maybe I was five and you know, no sports whatsoever. And then I kind of got into it and I was really resistant to anything. And so is Logan. She's she's very much like me, where she's like, I do it my way, so don't tell me yeah. how to do things. Yeah. And my dad was very – he was like, all right, man. He was like, you know, whenever you want to learn, I'm here to teach you. Yeah. So he, he kind of – he played he played the – he got, was patient. You got a great perspective on so, it. So that's good. Uh, that's I will awesome. try to do that. It, you know, yeah. if they want me to coach – uh, I'll probably have to get like a an accountability partner to to let me know if I'm going if I'm going off the rails for, with you know with a third grade basketball team or trying to run like a so you know a motion <laughs> offense or something like that. So I'll try to avoid that. Yeah, well, awesome, well, great. Yeah, that's, awesome. That's, that's, oh, thanks a lot. For yeah, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It was yeah. a pleasure talking thank to you. you. Yeah, I absolutely. Appreciate yep. Appreciate it. All right, guys. If you uh, if you like this content, you can follow us on all our social media handles: CrossFit Rife uh, on Facebook and CrossFit Rife on Instagram. CrossFitRife.com. And we will see you next time. Thanks.